Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for Coffee and Company, fueled by Thornton's on Sports Talk 790. Now here's Nick Coffee. All right, let's get it started. Hour number two here on a Tuesday afternoon. Reminder, coming up in just a few days, this Friday, we're going to be live at the Thornton's location on the corner of Old Shep and Fern Valley. Be there from 3 to 6. We'll be giving away a pair of tickets to the Louisville Duke game. It'll be pretty simple. You come out, you purchase something as a refreshing rewards member, and uh, enter your name, and you'll be, you'll be ready to go. You'll be, uh, you'll be entered to win. And I'll find out tomorrow for sure if it's going to be a situation where you got to come back and get the tickets or if I can just electronically have them transferred to you, which I assume that's going to be the case. But again, that's your incentive to come see us. I mean, I think just being able to spend a Friday afternoon, get the weekend started with us at a Thornton's, I mean, that's I think that's incentive enough. But if not, you could potentially find yourself with a pair of tickets to uh, another big game for Louisville football as they bring in another top 20 opponent in hopes to uh, collect another another big win. Weird to say Duke is a big win, but here we are. Duke's a pretty good team, and I've been wrong a lot of times. I'm wrong a lot more often than I am right, but uh, Duke has 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 done it. They have gone from being this team that I always respected under Mike Elko because they were, I mean, their their turnaround last year was as good as we've seen in the ACC in a long, long time. I mean, better than Satterfield, which, by the way, as much as you guys know how I feel about Satterfield, I mean, his First year was impressive as well. It was kind of fool's gold, but nonetheless, Duke has gone for being this team that I just thought, okay, well, if we're worried about Duke, then we're not for real. Well, I'm worried about Duke. I don't know if that means Louisville's for real or not, but their defense is very, very talented, and they've got a good resume. They look like a sound football team. They were right there. I mean, I, I Florida State pulled away in that game, and Florida State's better. I didn't think that Duke would win, but, man, I, I, the more that I reflect on that bad slip up that Florida State or the Duke had I mean they were they were in not necessarily in control of the game but it felt like for a while that 14 and a half was as safe as any bet I've ever made and sure enough Florida State pulled away but Duke is a good team and that'll be a big challenge coming up here on uh on Saturday night all right again it is coffee and company and we are fueled by Thornton's here on Sports Talk 790 take us with you wherever you go you can listen live on the iHeartRadio app listen live at 790louisville.com and if you'd like to be a part of the show today, we'll open up the phone lines, 502-571-7900. That's the number if you want to give us a call. And if you want to text in, 502-653-0790. That's the LNN Federal Credit Union text line. Members get more at LNN Federal Credit Union. You can learn more and open your account today at lnfcu.com. All right, let's go to the text line quickly here. This says, Nick, you just reeled off all of the opponents Louisville has played up to this point, and i got to admit it scared the poop out of me. I mean... You could say, like, you just scared. I mean, 
I don't like to say poop on the radio. Now I did just because I was just, you know, reading it word for word for the first time. But um, this text goes on to say, as much as I think Louisville is a legit team, the reality of the week schedule is starting to set in. Why, though? Like, why is it just now starting to set in? I mean, I don't think at any point there's been this vibe around Louisville football before the season or during the season that they were playing teams that really moved the needle for you as far as if you beat them, you've accomplished a whole lot. I mean, that's why I think the Notre Dame game was so big. And to be fair, Notre Dame did exactly what you want Notre Dame to do after you beat them. They went and embarrassed USC. Now, maybe USC doesn't look like as as, as, as impressive of a win at this point, but still, you know, I, I think Louisville, under Jeff Brom, will be able to play up to an opponent, not always beat them. And there are going to be games where maybe they come out against a good team and they're not ready to go. But as far as, you know, I've always known Louisville's schedule has been very, very light in the first, you know, six games or so, first seven games or so outside of Notre Dame. And then once you get to this point of the schedule, you know, Duke Duke was always Duke, by the way, even before the season started, Duke was always going to be one of the better teams you play just because of how the schedule's set up. So, you know, I I I I'm worried about the game. I mean, I think Louisville can win. I think they 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 should win. And I can't tell you that I that I know for sure that they will, but I I have some confidence. But again, to go back to what we talked about earlier, Riley Leonard is listed as day-to-day because of his ankle injury. He's been dealing with an ankle injury here and there for the last month or so. And also, Jawar Jordan. I mean, those are the two best players on each team. Jordan is listed as questionable right now, uh, and I don't think we'll find anything out about Jordan until right around kickoff, to be honest with you. That's just my guess, but I don't know for sure. But I threw it out earlier because somebody asked asked the question, you know, do you think, you know, who, who would be who would be at a bigger disadvantage not having their best player and I think it's Louisville, just because as much as I do respect Riley Leonard as a good quarterback, and I think he will be one of the best quarterbacks you'll play this year, he's not what makes Duke the team you have to really worry about. Duke is an elite team defensively, and they do a really good job at establishing the run, running the ball. Like They've got a real precise identity. They do what they do, and they do it well. Louisville, I think we know what their identity is for the most part, although it's not what you would have expected. Under Jeff Brom, because the offense I, I think is productive. They're balanced. I mean, it's not like Louisville can't move the ball down the field. But I think if you were going to just look at this team seven games in, your defense has been more consistent for you and been more valuable. But I mean, look, looking at Louisville as far as you know, total offense, Louisville is sitting at number three in the ACC with 462 yards per game. So they're moving the ball. But I just think when you've got Jawar Jordan, he is such a big play running back that can break free for a touchdown really at any given moment. And not having that guy that can, in, in, in some of Louisville's best games offensively, he did exactly that. So if you don't have him, I'm not here to tell you that you can't get that from Maurice Turner or Isaac Garendo because I think Jeff should have given those guys more touches. I think they should have clearly focused on the run game more so against Pitt than they did. I mean, that's just my opinion. Maybe he feels differently even after watching the film. But I think Louisville would end up probably having a tougher time beating Duke without Jordan than, than Duke would have a tougher time beating Louisville without Leonard. Just my opinion. We'll never, I guess, really know. And look, there's a chance I guess both guys play, right? And we won't. It'll be all for nothing. But yeah, I just think the difference is 
Leonard is not what makes Duke. I mean, he's got to make plays. You can't have a bad quarterback that's just out there, you know, turning it over left and right. And, and, if, if, and you, you wouldn't be a top 20 team if that's the case. So he's a good player, but he's not, I think, what you really worry about. Not to say you don't even have to, not to say you're going to dare him to make plays, but that's just the way that, uh, that I see it. All right, let's go to the text line real quickly here before we get into this whole Michigan um, sign stealing scandal. So this text says, Nick, do you know if it's true? that Chicago State beat Kentucky badly in a private scrimmage last night. So I, I don't think it's true, because um, if it was, I think more people would know about it. But yeah, I, there was some Twitter account, which actually has like a, a decent amount of followers, like 12,000 followers on Twitter that um, is a college basketball account. And they put out there that there was a rumor that Chicago State beat Kentucky by like 30 points in a private exhibition, which when you hear that, you think to yourself, there's no way that's the case. And, and mostly because Chicago State, from what I understand, is believed to be, has consistently been one of the worst teams in college basketball. Yeah, I mean, just looking here at, at the Ken Palm, Chicago State comes in at number, where are they? Are they climbing up? Chicago State in the Ken Palm. Again, there's 362 Division One teams. Chicago State right now is at... I got to go deep down here. They are 325 out of 362. So, no, that didn't happen. But whenever I read it, I thought to myself, as much as that is unlikely, I have no clue who Chicago State is as far as like their personnel or they have a bunch of transfers. I don't know. But with Kentucky, I understand why their fans feel like they're they could have a good year. But I also still am blown away that they believe that anybody who doesn't have them as like a top 10 team is just a hater and they're just they're 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 not objective they're bi- they're biased against Kentucky and I just think that I mean you have good young players really good young players freshmen as far as as far as upside potential but they're not proven as college players and every year the freshman class as a whole seems to have less of an impact on college basketball and you have two veterans that you're very lucky to have Trey Mitchell, who transferred from West Virginia after Bob Huggins' legendary DUI. And then, of course, Reeves, who you forced to come back and he didn't want to play for you. I mean, both those things I just said are true. You could not like them, but those are facts. So either way, like those guys are huge for Kentucky and guys that Calipari had to have. And they're going to, to make an impact. But they're not guys that you simply just can't account for. Like, Trey Mitchell's been a career journeyman that is a solid player, and he's experienced, and that's going to matter in a major way because that's what these guys need. But, you know, he's not somebody that, like, opposing teams are going to say, what do we do? I mean, he might get 11-7 and or 15-8 and and every now and then, and that's a good night. But he's not, like, somebody you just cannot counter. Same thing with Reeves. I think Reeves is a pretty underrated player, if I'm being honest with you. I think he's very, very, very undervalued. Like I, I don't know where he ranks as far as best players in college basketball, but you know he he's a really good shooter. He's smooth, um, is experienced, and you know I don't I not was he even on any of the SEC preseason teams. I'm not sure if he was, but you know what? We've seen Antonio Reeves have games where he'll knock down six, seven threes and a half. I mean, I'm probably exaggerating, but he can get hot and fill it up quickly. He has the ability to have no points at halftime and then seven minutes into the second half he's got 13 or 14 like he's that kind of a volume scorer but we've also seen games where you know last time you saw him play 
for Kentucky against Kansas State, did he make a shot? So it just was another reminder that Kentucky, I don't really have a clue how good they're going to be this year, right? I mean, I think the style of play they could play with the personnel they have is exciting and it could really give you a different look for Kentucky basketball compared to what Calipari typically does. But they're still relying mostly on true freshmen, and that just hasn't really worked for a team since when. Now, again, if those guys are really, really good, the true freshmen that play the most minutes, and then you've got really good roles for Reeves and Mitchell, then, yeah, I can see a scenario where they're a good team. Like, I'm not here to tell you you think it's going to be bad, but, like, when they play some of these teams in the non-conference, you know, teams that, you know, have a pulse – unlike some of the other teams. And look, Louisville's playing these same teams. There's like two or three teams on each schedule, on each team's schedule that are some of the worst teams in Division One. So like, you wouldn't have a problem with those teams. But when you play, put it this way, Kansas and Kentucky play in the champion, and is it the Champions Classic or no? It's the... Um, yes, the Champions Classic. That's the first... Okay, I get the Champions Classic and the CBS Sports Classic mixed up. Yeah, that's later on. Yeah, so the, the Champions Classic, you know, Kansas plays them. I mean, what's the what's more likely? Kansas getting blown out or Kentucky getting blown out. I mean, it's rather obvious. And I think even Kentucky fans would acknowledge that. But to answer your question, I don't believe for a second that that ended up happening. However, there have been some secret scrimmage results that are coming out from those like Jeff Goodman and Trilly Donovan, who, by the way, when we throw that name out there, like it's not to be funny. He legitimately has, <laughs> has a real inside connection to college basketball that a lot of people don't. But um, – yeah, I mean, there's been some surprising results in those scrimmages, but you don't really know what to you know make of it. I mean, who knows what kind of rotations you're seeing? I mean, it's it's really just a practice, but they are keeping score, and there have been some scores that were, I think, head scratching to uh, to a lot of people. All right, so this Michigan thing. So for those, I mean, I can't imagine people listening haven't at least heard about it because it's been a big, big story, and I think it's got potential to maybe be one of the biggest college football scandals in recent years if, in fact, they are held accountable and punished. But what fascinates me, because it's not juicy, it's not salacious, it's not like over the top. Some would even say it's not cheating and it shouldn't be something that anybody even talks about. Because what, here's, here, just for those who don't know, here's what, here's what um, we know as of now, but there's still a lot of unanswered questions. But it broke last Thursday. And we now know that the, Staffer is a guy by the name of Connor Stallions. He's a recruiting analyst turned spy, essentially. So for years, this guy has been purchasing tickets in his own name, like an idiot, up and down the Big Ten Conference, right? He's going to Big Ten Conference games that don't feature Michigan and getting tickets on both sides, right? He's got a seat that's behind one team's bench and a seat that's behind the other team's bench, and he rotates. And he's visible. You can see him there with some of these, you know, you could see him. They've got, like, cameras. That You know, this, this is a real – here's how you know it's serious. They're checking cameras at the stadium, not the television broadcast, to see if they can find this guy. And sure enough, he's rotating back and forth. He's on his phone the majority of the game taking pictures and video to see the signs that these – offenses use when they're running a play and he's taking said information back to Michigan and you know technically that is something that you can't do now there have been some people that say well hey everybody's always trying to read signs it's your it's your problem if somebody 
you know, if somebody can 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 determine what you're going to run, that's on you. Because everybody's always trying to get an advantage, and I do agree with that to an extent. But like since the '90s, scouting in person has been against the rules, and you know, I think Michigan knows they were doing things they sh- they they shouldn't have done. I think that's been pretty clear by the way they've sort of responded to it. But I mean, this guy has. I mean, for example, the Ohio State Penn State game this past Saturday that just took place. This dude had two sets of tickets, one behind each bench. And of course, because news broke on Thursday, he didn't he didn't show up. So I think technically, like what he's doing is against the rules and they'll be punished, but it's one of those things that you hear from certain folks that either I think even the people that are demanding Michigan be given the most, you know, over the top penalty that 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 is possible are probably doing it because they don't really like Michigan. Right, because they want to see Michigan get in trouble, and they don't like Harbaugh or whatever. But what I think is just crazy. And this this guy wasn't exactly careful. Which again, the fact that he wasn't hiding it. I mean, there was money on. I mean, you can. The internet has a lot of low key, unpaid, good detectives, researchers, internet sleuths, if you will, that found this dude, Connor Stallions, Venmo. And he didn't even make his payments private. Like, he's showing that he's buying tickets from people and paying them via Venmo. And there are so many clips and or still images from videos from the last few years where you see him on the sideline directly next to the defensive coordinator or directly next to Harbaugh. He's got a laminated placard that has all these signs that, I guess, show what play, what formation the opponent's going to do. And you can see him. Like people have, have found where they're about to do something, and then he figures out what it is. He tells the defensive coordinator, and then I guess they found a way to communicate that somehow to the defense that's on the field so they know what's about to happen. So like it's not juicy, but it it appears to be blatantly against the rules. And I don't think Michigan's gonna be able to claim that like they didn't know that they couldn't do that. But what I think is, I mean. What I think is wild is that Michigan got a lot better after all this happened. Like, is that a coincidence? I don't. I mean, I believe in coincidences to an extent, but like, think about it. Like, just let me give you the numbers. Since this became like part, of this since this guy had this role within the Michigan football program, Michigan is eighteen five and two against the spread. Before this. You know, from 2015 to 2020, they were 25, 25, and one against the spread. Like, do you believe in coincidences to think that, that they didn't get better because of that? I kind of don't. And I've always said, if you know what somebody else is about to do, it's going to give you an advantage. Doesn't mean you're guaranteed to stop it, but it it absolutely impacts the upcoming play. Like, there's no way around that. And you know, one game that they probably had a really, really tough time, you know, scouting is a team that they didn't know they were going to play until it played out that way. That's TCU. And they lost. They lost that game. And they probably didn't have... I mean, like, TCU wasn't great last year. I mean, they made a run and it was a great story. But, like, there was no way for them to know they were going to play them. They couldn't send this young guy there to watch TCU's signs. So, I don't know. I just... I can't fake it and act like I hope they get some kind of a crazy penalty. But... 
you know, what they did was technically something that I think everybody knows you can't do. And I think coaches now are saying like, oh, yeah, you know, we're always, you know, looking to see if we can figure out what they're doing. But they're not sending they're not sending people to go sit behind the benches. Right. And if they and if they are, they're not doing it as stupidly as Michigan did with this kid who clearly just had no regard for, you know, pro, you know, just being dumb about it. So anyways, we'll uh, we'll see what happens. But it's it's certainly a a, a a big story and it's probably not dying down anytime soon. All right. We got to run. Don't go anywhere. It's Coffee and Company fueled by Thornton's here on Sports Talk 790. Now back to Coffee and Company, fueled by Thornton's on Sports Talk 790. All right, 502-653-0790 is the number if you want to text in on the LNN Federal Credit Union text line. This text says, Nick, I'm surprised this Michigan scandal has not had people bringing up wakey leaks. I mean, it's different, but... Yeah, I mean, maybe I, I don't think that was a big enough story in college football overall. I mean, it didn't seem to have much of an impact on really anything big picture to where it's probably not even something people remember unless it gets brought up. It's something we remember. Um, but yeah, the I mean, that that is that is one of the wild stories that if you really give it some thought, it is crazy as far as how that whole thing came about. Now, it was in the midst of like a lot of crazy things happening with U of L athletics, football, basketball, to where maybe it's just lumped in with like this wild era of like, man, you can't make this stuff up. But um, John, do you know what story I'm talking about? Wakey leaks. If you don't, it's fine. I remember that it was a thing, but yeah. not specifically. So Wake Forest. They had a new coach, who's now Dave Clawson, who's not new. But when he was a new coach, he did not retain uh, one of the staffers who was a former player. I believe his name is Tommy Elrod. And Tommy Elrod was was bitter. He went from being a paid assistant coach to being a color analyst for the Wake Forest football program. So he was still around, had access, but he was bitter that he wasn't allowed to coach. So, I mean, I think the specifics that came out after the fact was that he was bitter just because he was not retained on staff and you know you can get paid to do the color work but like he had to go get another job he couldn't just do that for a living and maintain his lifestyle so he felt personally bothered and just decided to start telling opponents who had coaches on the staff that he knew he started giving away the game plan giving away the playbook And one of those staffers that he happened to know was Lonnie Galloway, who was Louisville's wide receivers coach. And the two met whenever Wake Forest got to town. And um, sure enough, Tommy Elrod had given Lonnie Galloway the, I don't know if it was the playbook, but he'd given him some information that was going to be beneficial to Louisville. Well, the what I think is the most, maybe not interesting, but like, one of the bigger factors in this entire situation rarely even gets brought up because it turned into everybody point at Bobby Petrino and Tom Jurich and talk about them being cheaters because 
Lonnie Galloway, you know, got got some inside info from from a rogue Wake Forest employee. Now, I guess technically, what he should have done was, you know, call the authorities and let them know. Oh, I'm not taking these plays. How could I? That would be cheating. Like, I guess that's what some people in La La Land think somebody would do. They wouldn't. Um, maybe you don't use them, but like, you know, they had that info. And here's how it all became known. U of L, somebody on their staff, I don't know if it was Lonnie or who it was, left behind the game plan. Like the the I don't know if it was like a notebook or a placard or what it was, but it was left behind in Wake Forest was doing their walkthrough at Louisville Stadium and realized they had access to Louisville's game plan and their, you know, game sheet, whatever you want to call it. And they realized Louisville knew some specific things that only somebody within the Wake Forest program would know as far as what they're going to call plays, what they're going to do. And Wake Forest didn't say anything until after they got their ass kicked. They knew Louisville's plays. Each team knew what they were going to do to an extent, which is why it was a really ugly game. And you could see, I mean, you go go back and watch it if you want. But I remember that later that year, there were plays that you would see that people would bring up and it would clearly seem as if somebody knew exactly what they were going to do. So it gets turned, it, it gets it gets made a big deal. I think Lonnie got suspended and Louisville looked like a bunch of cheaters, but nobody acknowledged that Wake Forest did the same thing. And they did it, you know, differently. It was a rogue radio dude who just decided to share some information with Lonnie. I don't really, you know, I don't really know if he did anything wrong. What's he supposed to do? Call the cops? I mean, I think in certain situations, if that was to happen, he could call his boss. And I don't mean his coach. I mean the AD. And the AD might just say, okay, well, I mean, like if he wants to give us that information, what are we supposed to do? Close our eyes, you know, put our earmuffs on and not hear it. Like that. So that was different. And it's always bothering because I'll, I'll, here's, here's what I'll say, John. This is why, this is what I've come to just see this situation as. This is what you get when you hire Bobby Petrino. There's going to be nobody really looking at a situation from, from top to bottom and determining, like, okay, are both sides doing some shady stuff? Like, who really did something wrong here? Because when you have Bobby Petrino and there's any kind of a of a scandal slash cheating thing going on, everybody's just going to point to Bobby and and roast him because that's what people do in college football. So, like, if you're expecting to get the benefit of the doubt or be looked at fairly when those kind of things happen, you're not when you have him as your coach. So, I don't think the situations are similar. What Michigan's doing is, I mean, they are manipulating a plan to where they can in fact I don't know the specific rule but I did read in the footballscoop.com breakdown as well as the ESPN write-up by I think it was Pete Thamel that like it is against the rules to do what they're doing and there's now undoubt there's clear proof that they were doing it so I have no clue what kind of a punishment it'll be but uh it is wild to say the least all right, uh, let's go to the text line, 502-653-0790. Again, it's the l Federal Credit Union text line. Uh, this text says, Nick, Cincinnati fans are in an ultimate meltdown. They've never... Uh, a little tough to read here. It says, Cincinnati fans are in an ultimate meltdown. They've shifted their anger towards Louisville for some reason. Barstool, Barstool Sports made fun of them for hiring Satterfield and stated that Louisville was a better program, and it turned into every UC fan acting as if they are Alabama and Louisville is Vandy. Yeah, I don't, you know, I, I, 
I've said this really since day one. John, you can confirm this because, you know, part of your job, you should get hazard pay. You actually have to listen to everything I say because you produce this show. But, like, if you don't remember, I can I can for sure confirm. I've been saying it since it happened. We owe Cincinnati a big one. Like, they're not – I don't see them – I really – I mean, I don't, I don't see them as rivals at all because I cannot believe they did what they did. And as bad as Satterfield is right now – it's becoming more of a national story to where people are saying, like, wow, you went from Luke Fickle to Scott Satterfield, and and damn, like, why the hell did you hire Scott Satterfield? There wasn't a whole lot of criticism towards Cincinnati when they did it nationally. I think people, you know, kind of a head scratch because I don't think there was any real candidate out there that you felt like they could have got that you know would be a home run because that's just where Cincinnati is. And to be fair, if Satterfield left for Cincinnati and Jeff Brom didn't exist as a human being, I'm not sure who Louisville would have been able to go get. Not to say they couldn't have hired a coach that would win here, but like it was just perfect timing, perfect situation. And that whole thing played out because of Cincinnati wanting Scott Satterfield to be their coach. So it has turned into Cincinnati getting made fun of for hiring Satterfield, and they're just emotional, they're sensitive, and I haven't seen what you're referring to. But yeah, I mean, Cincinnati thinking that they are a superior college football program overall than Louisville is you couldn't even have an argument as to why that would be the case last five years sure they made the college football playoff but like any argument about which program has had a better football program and it's not to say Louisville is anything other than you know what they are I've never I think I don't think I've ever inflated where Louisville football is they're not they've never been a big factor in the sport They've had moments where it looked like they were about to be and it didn't really happen. So, like, I know where they stand. And it's not below Cincinnati. I don't even think it's even, like, peer. I mean, if you just look at let me pull it up here. Louisville, of course, you know, has gone 12-5 and head-to-head with Cincinnati since 1998 when, of course, the BCS era started. I mean, 1998 was 25 years ago, is that is my math? Yeah, because I'm 26. Yeah. So, I mean, Louisville went 2-0 and in BCS Bowl games. Um, they have a Heisman Trophy winner. They have more All-Americans. They've won more conference titles while in the same conferences that Cincinnati has been in. Like, I think Cincinnati fans are just in their emotions. I'm not going to they're, – they're, they're down bad, right? I mean, they're, they're down. So they're, they're so bad with Satterfield, and they have no sign of it getting any better. I mean – they're not going to fire him after one year, I don't think. So they're they're probably realizing like how rough this is about to be. So what they're doing is they're clinging to the good years they've had recently and just cherishing those years and probably making it seem like it actually means more than it does. I mean, I'll give them this. They made the college football playoff as the first G5 team to do so, and they deserve a lot of credit for that. But your era with Luke Fickle is, you know, Bobby's first stint here, Louisville was not necessarily, I guess, a, I mean, the playoff didn't exist, but I mean, Charlie and Bobby both had a couple of years during their stretch where I think they were, you know, doing more than what Cincinnati's done, but I guess it's all, you know, it's all selective, right? I mean, Louisville's win against Florida in the BCS Sugar Bowl, I mean, that seemed like a huge deal. Florida was the number three team in the country. They nearly played for the national championship. You know, Cincinnati made the college football playoff and, you know, got their ass kicked. So, um, but look, I'm not going to, Cincinnati, look, just ride it out. He'll be gone at some point. You'll be able to hire somebody else. We've been there. 
We've been there. Cincinnati's like, they're like a cousin. Because I don't want to call them a little brother because, to be fair, there are a lot of similarities. Like, we kind of climbed the ranks with Cincinnati in a lot of ways in football. And then, of course, we were able to get a seat at the big boy table in the ACC, and they were left behind. And I remember, like, kind of feeling like bummed they weren't going with us. Because it's, you know, it's like you can you can rag on your cousin, but you know what? You kind of defend your cousin every now and then. Like, I remember defending Cincinnati during their pursuit to the playoff because, you know, I felt like they they deserved a chance. But now they're acting out because of their situation, and it's, you know, it's sad to see. I want to thank uh, Coach Satterwhite. I mean, I... It it is. I mean, it's it's insane that like they hired him. I know I've said it before, but like it's just it's it blows my mind. A gift from above that Louisville received. Yeah, and I, I and nobody and they didn't realize it. They didn't realize that they were doing Louisville such a big favor, like and if, that they were screwing themselves in well, a way. Well, I, I think the fa- like I don't think any of their fans ever re- like. For example, I did a couple of radio interviews after it happened, and I was very transparent. I wasn't. I wasn't the way I am on this show about like how you know, I, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't, I've taken shots at Satterfield before. Clearly, I'm not going to act like I've never done that. But in that setting, I wasn't going to go on there and say you guys are a bunch of losers. You hired Satterfield. God bless you. Like I wasn't going to do that. But I would lay out, you know, like fans aren't bummed about this. This is, you know, Louisville never could seemingly get over the hump under Satterfield, and he just didn't seem like he was, you know, ever going to get to that point and uh but what they kept bringing up well i mean he's got, i mean he's a little way he's got like a top 10 recruiting class well yeah okay and i didn't you know i kind of hinted well we'll see if that class you know sticks together and it didn't i mean not many from that class if any i think two people may have followed him to cincinnati so i mean it's uh and he's getting i mean he's absolutely getting crushed for you know being awful as a coach so far at cincinnati and just the way he like well you know we're gonna continue to make plays and uh it's a ball game we should have won, but we didn't, and we'll keep working at it. Like it's just so uninspiring. I mean, he can look on the internet right now and he'll see this. You just look on the internet; they'll tear you down. They're tearing you down, Sat. They are tearing you down, and I'm sure you're aware of it. All right, uh, are you guys aware that there's a company out there that can help you effectively and safely lose weight and lose it in a hurry? Sounds too good to be true, doesn't it? Well, it's not. It's the truth. It's my friends at the Weight Loss Centers of Louisville. They have been great to me in these last few weeks, helping me become healthier and happier, feeling great both physically and mentally. And that is, uh, that's a good place to be. So if you are someone that may want to lose a little weight, feel better about yourself, be healthier, it's never, it's never a problem to acknowledge you may need some help. You may need some guidance, some structure, somebody that can put a plan in front of you. Because I know that's me. If I don't have structure, I'm probably not going to be as locked in to get things done. So they have helped me in a major way, and they can help you too. They have the secret to losing a half a pound to a pound of fat every day, naturally, safely. You don't have to take any injections. You know, you're not putting in hormones, anything like that, no drugs, no surgery. Uh, they've got a foolproof plan that works. Now, again, results are going to vary. Not everybody's going to get the same results because not everybody has the same amount of weight to lose. Not everybody's in the same situation. I'll go ahead and tell you guys this, fellas. If you do it with your wife, meaning the plan pervs, if you follow this plan and you sign up together to lose weight, you're probably going to lose weight quicker than she will because it's just kind of how it works. So, you know, let her know that ahead of time and just be prepared. 
Or if you're somebody that, you know, doesn't have a whole lot of weight to lose, you just realize, man, I'm doing everything on my own, but I can't get rid of these these last four or five pounds, you know, you're not going to get the same results that other people have that want to lose 30 to 40 pounds. So again, it, it, there's never too little weight to lose. There's never too much. Just give them a call. They can help you. 502-735-0360. Again, 502-735-0360. It's the Weight Loss Centers of Louisville. Tell them I sent you. I mean, you give them a call. I feel like as soon as you hang up the phone, you're going to feel energized. You're going to feel like you made the right decision because, look, they're passionate about what they do. They're good at what they do. They hear from people all the time that have probably been putting off that phone call because it's not easy for people to say, hey, I need to lose weight and I need help. But that's what they do, and they're great at it. So, again, it's the Weight Loss Centers of Louisville, 502-735-0360. What you've all been waiting for is next. The Bricked Up Bet of the Week, the college football play I'm the most confident in. And I feel good about this one, John. Now back to Coffee and Company, fueled by Thorntons on Sports Talk 790. So I typically uh, give the board a good look on Tuesdays. When I say the board, I mean the available games this upcoming weekend to bet on in college football. And there's always a few that stand out early. In the last couple of weeks, I've decided to, instead of just doing parlays, do some straight bets and find a a pick that I really, really feel the most confident about and at least say if the parlays fall apart, you can cash a ticket. Of course, if it's right. And so far since doing this, I am now uh, two for two. Wyoming plus 10 and a half a couple weeks ago. And then last week it was the, uh, who was it this past week? Oh, it was, all, it was Ole Miss covering six and a half as favorites against Auburn. Uh, and this week I'm going to go with a game that probably is not an interesting one to you guys unless of course you're you know a fan of these two teams one of these two teams Marshall and Coastal Carolina so the early sign in this one would be that you know Coastal Carolina is probably a better team uh the formulas say they're going to win they are uh currently um dogs though because of their quarterback situation so Coastal Carolina's quarterback, Grayson McCall, seems to have been there forever, but he is li- he's unlikely to play. In fact, I, I I would say he's beyond doubtful because it's a concussion thing. I just don't see him being able to clear concussion protocol. If you just search his name on Twitter, you'll see the hit he took. It was a bad one. And Coastal Carolina, I think without McCall, don't have much of a chance. Um, this guy's been a phenomenal player at the Sunbelt level for a long time. Their backup is a fifth-year senior, senior who's only thrown, I think, five passes this year and in a career as a fifth year senior he has thrown as many interceptions as he has touchdowns um look Marshall they're a solid team uh they're not great you know they're not even having the kind of year they've had in 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 previous seasons where they were legitimately you know a good you know g5 threat but this year Marshall I mean they have a win against East Carolina they beat Virginia Tech uh they played NC State really close a game they probably should have won they did have a tough loss last week to James Madison, but James Madison is undefeated and maybe one of the best teams, um, you know, in the country that nobody's talking about. And Coastal Carolina, you know, I just think they're going to be so different without McCall, and that's why I like Marshall to cover on the road. Um, I'll take Mar- Marshall minus four is what is that is what it is at now. I already bet it just because I feel like. 
the more it becomes clear that their starting quarterback's not going to play, I think you're going to see this line move. So that is my pick thus far. I am going Marshall minus four. That's the bricked up bet of the week. Let's see if we can go three and zero. Oh. There's some other games out there that I'm really interested in as well, um, and it's it's a similar situation because like Texas, they've got um, who is it that Texas is playing this week? All oh, we know, their starting quarterback Quinn is it Quinn Ewers? Is that how you say his name? I thought it was Ewers. Ewers, maybe I'm yeah. Wrong. Either way, he's he's a good he's a really good player, and he is out. He's going to be out for a while. And they're going to, I mean, everybody wants it to be Arch Manning, but it's not going to be Arch Manning. Uh, it's going to be their backup who is, you know, less than inspired. It's BYU. BYU uh, is getting 17 and a half. And I, I, I lean, I don't trust BYU a whole lot, but I just feel like with Texas, I believe they're going to be a different team without their starting quarterback. And the guy that's going to be there filling in is Malik Murphy, um, who just, you know, hasn't doesn't have a whole lot of experience and I think um I think I think BYU can cover here but I don't love that one as much which is why I didn't make it the bricked up bet of the week but we've got the rest of the week to discuss some of the other big matchups in fact there's some matchups tonight some uh some Tuesday college football action New Mexico State Louisiana Tech Liberty in Western Kentucky so I'm sure I'll get in on some action in that game too and of course I'm doing it with the DraftKings Sportsbook all right we got a another hour coming for coming up for you so stick around a lot more to get into as we roll along it's coffee and company fueled by thornton's right here on sports talk 790 judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy the Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.